want to welcome you to day three together of our look through Matthew chapter 19. And let me begin by reading verses 13 to 15, what happened when some little children were brought to Jesus. Verse 13, then little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. I I just get this picture of what happened this day, this amazing day. There's this group of of mothers and maybe some dads who take their children to see Jesus. I, I can just imagine the energy and excitement in this crowd. There's moms and kids gathering, more mothers, more children as they walk down the street with this single purpose, we're gonna see Jesus. We're going to see Jesus. Just just picture with me how it must have felt as the mothers shared with their children the anticipation of meeting this man that they'd heard so much about. Jesus, they would say to their children, he is a man who cares about people like us. They say he does miracles, he heals people, he teaches in ways that even children can understand. Many say that Jesus is the promised one of God that we've been waiting for. We're going to see Jesus for you, little one. I want Jesus to pray for you. I want this man of God to bless you. And they finally catch this glimpse of Jesus in the square far down this narrow street. And the mothers, you can sense, they start to walk faster. And the children's chatter grows more excited. And they're, they're getting close enough that Jesus can hear them now. The disciples can hear them now. And the mothers, they start to cry out his name, Jesus, Jesus. Maybe hold up their children so that they can see Jesus over the crowd. And they gather their little children in their arms to prepare to present them to Jesus. They're just a few feet away from Jesus. And suddenly, The disciples of Jesus stand in their way. Stop, they say. Jesus doesn't have time for children. You'll have to take them away. And you can just sense these mothers, they stand there stunned. They don't know what to do. They they turn to walk away. I'm sorry, sweetheart. You won't be able to see Jesus today. Anyone who's been around a child, anyone who's a parent can imagine the tears of disappointment that start to fall from the children's eyes. Why can't we, mommy? At this very moment, they hear a rich, gentle, powerful voice speaking. Do not prevent the little children from coming to me. And turning back, they are greeted by this warm, welcome, open smile of Jesus, the open arms of Jesus. This is often called the story of Jesus and the little children. But on a deeper level, it's the story of Jesus' priorities versus the disciples' priorities. You see, it wasn't that Jesus didn't have time for children. They didn't have time for children. Jesus welcomed the children. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, we studied together Jesus teaching, anyone who welcomes a little child welcomes me. Now, in the very next chapter, they're sending children away. Now, I know he was talking about children who believe in me, but it's the same sense of why would you send someone away from Jesus? How did they miss what Jesus was saying? Now, they may not have been listening. It's possible. But it's also possible they may have spiritualized it. He's not talking about this situation. He's not talking about this day. And it's almost certain that they could not see past the cultural barriers that they had. Children just weren't important. If children weren't important to them, how could they be important to Jesus? Now, as I read this chapter, as I read this passage, it challenges me. It causes me to ask some questions because I know I can miss God's priorities for my life. If Jesus' own disciples could miss it, I can miss it. 
there are three questions that this passage causes me to ask. I hope you'll ask them along with me. First question, Lord, where are my priorities keeping me from seeing your priorities? The disciples' priorities that day was the rest of the crowd, or it may have been getting Jesus through the crowd so they could get to lunch or dinner or whatever was next. Oftentimes, our priorities are what's next. Where are my priorities keeping me from seeing your priorities? This has happened too many times in my life. So many times that I know it's a prayer I must often pray because the things that become important to me They may have been important to God. They may still be important to God. But in that moment, it's not the most important thing I need to be doing. It's not what God wants me to be doing. So, Lord, where are my priorities keeping me from seeing your priorities? Second question is, obviously, Lord, what are your priorities? What are your priorities? What is it that you sense, you feel is important in this moment? Help me to hear from you. Not just what I thought in the past, what I'm thinking now. Keep my mind open to what you're doing. What are your priorities? And then the third question is, Lord, what can I do today that's a priority to you? What can I do right now? Not next week, not next year. What can I do today that's a priority to you? Jesus prayed for these children, laid his hands on them, prayed for them, and then he went on. He didn't stay with them all day long. He did exactly what the mothers asked him to do, what the parents asked him to do. He prayed for them, and then he went on. Now, in this story, and what happens, the mother's coming, the children coming and interrupting Jesus in this crowd and him praying for them, there is a truth that you want to not miss. Don't miss this. God's priority for you today may very well come in an interruption. God's priority for you today may not be something you planned. It may very well come in an interruption. They thought, the disciples thought, the children were an interruption. Jesus said the kingdom of God belonged to such as them. My friend Buddy Owens often likes to talk about, instead of studying the steps of Jesus, study the stops of Jesus, the times when Jesus was interrupted, when he had to stop. And as you study through the Gospels, you find Jesus' life was filled with interruptions. So if you think you're too important to ever be interrupted, that means you're too important for relationships, because relationships are often an interruption. You say, well, they're never an interruption for me. Well, that's because you're controlling them all. And that's not a relationship. That's you being in control. When you have a true relationship, that means the other person can call you at a time that's not convenient for you. When you have a true relationship, that means you can be interrupted by that person. And Jesus had a true relationship with everyone. So he was often interrupted. All of his miracles are a result of an interruption. His healings happen when somebody interrupts him. He didn't plan to go into a town, make a date two or three weeks in advance to say, "Uh, by the way, uh, blind man, by the way, Jairus, by the way, whoever's facing this problem, I'm going to come in and I can meet with you at 10.30. Let's see, I've got another appointment at 11.30. So it'll have to be 10.30. I can meet with you and we can do a healing. That's not how it happened. It was an interruption. And out of that interruption, Jesus worked. God's priority for you today may very well come in an interruption. I'm not telling you not to make plans. We still need to make our plans. It's good to make plans. It's good to have plans that work towards the future. You should do that. But you and I have to have the humility to admit that many times the priority of God in our day was not the plan that I was working toward or have been working toward for a year. The priority of God in that day was the five-minute interruption where I got to give a word of encouragement from God. The 10-minute interruption where I got to tell someone that God loves them. 
the 15 minute interruption where I got to tell someone that their sin is forgiven because of what Jesus did. That's the interruption that changes eternity. So when you think about this story of the children and the disciples, I always put myself in the place of the disciples and recognize how easily I could have been the one who stood in the way of these children that day. So let me ask you those questions one more time. Lord, where are my priorities keeping me from seeing your priorities? Lord, what are your priorities? And Lord, what can I do today that's a priority to you? As we pray together, let's just pray and say, Jesus, that's the question I ask. What are your priorities? And what can I do today? Will you show me that's a priority to you? It may come to my mind right now, something you want me to do, or it may come in an interruption. Help me to recognize it, not to walk right past it. Help me to see that it's there, an opportunity to serve and to love someone. Help me to see how you can work through me in that circumstance. I can't create a need in somebody else's life, a need to be heard, a need to be ministered to, but their problems can create a need, and that's when they come to me, Jesus. I know that. So in that moment, I know I can serve them. I pray that you help me to recognize that moment today. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow, we get to look together at Jesus' talk with a rich young ruler. <laughs>